Very good morning. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes? No? It's Father's Day. What's your first thing? What's in your mind now? Let me ask. Let me guess. Chicken? Pork chops? Barbecue? <laughs> I have plans for lunch today. It's Father's Day. It's a privilege to be here and share with you a story about the family. It's in Luke chapter 15. I want to ask you to open your Bible with me. Luke chapter 15 verse 11. We are talking about the parables of Jesus. And this specific parable is about family. And I want to talk about family today. And this morning I was here talking with um, Tremolation, Michael and the kids. And we were talking about the cartoons that they had in Zimbabwe. Tom and Jerry, Pink Panther. They had this here as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm feeling old now. Power Rangers for the new generation. Yeah. Uh, those over 40, we remember, um, what's the name, Steve? Uh, Bewitched. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because they're in the front queue here. Uh, the Bewitched, I think, is a sitcom from 60, 60s. Uh, the lady, she did something with the nose like this. Flintstones. We are on the same page here. Come on. Young guys, you can leave. Just <laughs> Later on, Uncle Danny will explain for you what that means, okay? All these sitcoms and all these films, Hollywood series and everything, when comes about family, I don't know. Did you notice this? The father is always this guy, I don't know, kind of Homer Simpson. <laughs> he's disconnected from the family, he's silly or sometimes in the films he's the very uh, funny guy when they have breakfast, everybody's late for school. Do you see this in the films? Oh, I'm late, I'm late. And they have that table for breakfast full of stuff and then drink something and run. When I watch these films, I always ask for myself, why do I wake up early to have breakfast? Or and the father's reading his newspaper and the family's fighting, talking about something. And the wife asks him, and what do you think? And then, huh? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. This father or the man or the family and the TV or sitcom since the Second World War, I don't know, looks like uh, they are trying to deconstruct the figure of the man or the father of the family. Uh, since 1989, Homer Simpson is this guy, this American dad, after the long day working, come home, watching TV, drink beer, and that's it. Today we're going to talk about father and parenting and kids and family. And if you don't have children, don't worry, there's a word here for you as well. So I want to invite you to this journey in Luke chapter 15, verse 11. It's the lost son. You know this... Um, parable but i'd like to read with you just to refresh our minds jesus continued there was a man so the parable is about this guy it's about the father 12 times in this text you see the word father here so there was a man who had two sons the younger one said to his father father give me my share of state so he divided his property between them, them for the two sons, not only for this guy, for, for the two sons. 
Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country. You know, when you, do, when you want to do something wrong, you go far away. Nobody knows you, nobody knows your family. Distant country. And there, squandered his wealth in a wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, oh, I love this sentence, let me read again. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I'm starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way, this is beautiful, still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer worthy to be called your son. Have you ever felt this? Have you ever felt like this? But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and he is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near to the house, near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded, him, pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so he could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, he's not saying my brother, this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have, it's yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Lord Jesus, we love your word. There is power in your word. And I know there is something here 
for your church, for those who are on YouTube or here in the Garden Church this morning, this is the living word of God. Speak with us this morning, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. A guy called Kenneth Bailey, he spent 40 years teaching Bible and preaching in Egypt and Lebanon and all the countries around. And the first time, this was a, a very weird and strong experience. And the first time when he read this text that we read now, for the Bedouins in the desert, you know, these nomadic people, when they listened to this parable, they got angry. And they said, stop, we don't want to listen to this. This is, this is wrong. And they were so angry with him. Why? Because in their culture, in that part of the world, the father is someone that should be respected. They have this reverence. And the son, the youngest son, look, the father is the first one. And in the days of Jesus, the second person in a family more uh, respected was the oldest son. But in this story here, the youngest one is talking with the father asking for money. But the inheritance should be shared only after death of the father. In other words, he was saying, I wish you be dead. I just want my money. I don't care about you. Is the way that the Bedouins understood this parable and this story, and for them was a shock. Is the way that the people in the days of Jesus were they were understanding this story, they were in shock. But even for us in the Western culture, come on, it's difficult. Think you have your company, you have your business, and you have two sons. One son is working with you. He's doing everything and the other one just getting dr uh, drugs and alcohol and driving the car drunk and then you go overnight to police station he's a troublemaker and then some morning he just come father i want my part of this business here and you know the part that makes me feel angry the father said yes where was the mom of this family <laughs> to say hey, hey, hey stop now the father they said Yes, that's fine. And he signed the check, gave him bye. And the boy left. And after a long time to spend the money, he's back. Oh, father, sorry. And again, the father said, oh, that's fine. And in the text that we read now, the father gave him a ring and sandals and a robe. This in that culture means authority and honor. It's like when your kid is back from this experience, you gave him a new role in the company. Okay, would you like to be a vice president or a vice president or a director, marketing manager? Doesn't make sense. Even for us, it's a shock. What kind of lessons? We know the father is God. We are one of the two sons. But what kind of practical lesson for family we have here? I have some very practical. So... The first one, this is my iPad. Um, oh, I forgot that I'm joking. Today, family, okay? So remember this preaching around the table today. Family, the place where we celebrate the birth of someone 
we rejoice when someone just arrived and the place where we have the deepest pain and tears to say goodbye for someone. Everything's about family in this story. So I've grabbed some lessons from the father, from the youngest son and from the oldest to share here with us. I was talking with Kelly um, Virgo now. I promised her this will not be a long sermon. Um, because she's with the kids, and oh, I promise you, I have this agreement. When I was in the, just open the brackets now. When I was in the seminary, um, I had a teacher, a professor, very old-fashioned guy, tough guy, you know, this kind of professor. And he used to say for us, looks like he was always angry, I don't know why. We are going to preach someday, and you are there. I don't want to see you preaching a sword sermon. Oh, swords like the Bible, the Word of God is like sword. No, 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 it's flat and long. It's, it's boring and long. So I promise, it's short and, <laughs> yeah, it's sharp. First lesson from the Father, this for me is the toughest one because I have my kids. If you don't have kids, hold on, I'll be in the lessons from the Son. Now, parenting is a tough, uh, is a tough mission. First lesson, don't be a helicopter parent. What that means, helicopter? You know your wrong decisions, mistakes, bad experience, when, oh, it was so difficult that time, or I had no job, no money. All this bad experience makes you be you. That's why you are strong, you know how to take decisions. Helicopter parents, they keep flying over the kids all the time, making sure that the kids, they can have everything they need to not suffer any kind of dissatisfaction. So they keep giving instant satisfaction. And what's happening here now? We have a new generation who doesn't know how to deal with disappointments and they are struggling to face the real life or market marketplace or friendships because they don't know. And this is tough for me because I don't want my girls suffering. I want to keep them with me. So this dad, he just said, yes, come on. We, can, we could see the boy was having a wrong decision Oh, just give me my money. You know your kids. You know your relatives. You know who is who in your house. And this father said, yes. He's like God with us, saying, yes, I want to make you grow. Just go. God allowing me to have a wrong decision. God not making me a robot. God giving me freedom to wrong decisions. So the first lesson from the father for me in this text, don't be a helicopter. Lived in. Second lesson. Not everything in the family goes as planned. I know we try hard. We try to be example, etc., etc., etc. But suddenly, you, someone from your family, someone that you love, talks to you in this way, it, it hurts. Like this son in this parable. Maybe your uh, uh, family, nobody speak like this with you, but their behavior, their energy, sometimes we are distant, when they are distant from you or their reactions, they just want to stay in their room with the internet and watching something 
every person in a different room in the house having their dinner, watching different stuff or in their phones all the time. They look cold and dry and this kind of thing in our homes, it hurts. Because it's not everything goes as planned. Third lesson. And this leads me to the third lesson. Even with this, never close the door of reconciliation. Never. Don't try to be vindictive. Never close the door of reconciliation. Don't give up on praying for them. If you don't pray, who will? I was talking with someone this week. We need to see ourselves more as parents than as sons and daughters. Is in our shoulders this response. We, we cannot give up to pray and to believe and to keep the hope alive that they will come back. They will be restored. When this guy comes back from this uh, crazy life, his father had something for him. A ring, sandals, robe. He was with that hope. Oh, someday something will happen. Someday my family will come to the feet of the cross. Someday my family will be saved. Someday my children will change. God, I'm here before your presence. I'm not complaining for some co-worker. I'm not complaining for a relative sending messages on WhatsApp. I'm here before the holy God crying out for my family. Remember my family. Save my family. Save my kids. Don't give up on praying of them. For them. Keep the hope alive every day. And today you can do this. Here in the Garden Church, in your home, today you can bring back some kind of habits of praying for them. Pray for them. The Holy Spirit can do things that you have no idea. The Holy Spirit can go in places that you never get there. Fourth lesson. Build positive, positive memories in your home. Verse 17, the boy was there with the pigs. And then he come to his senses. What kind of memories does he have about his home? Food. Oh, the food, my mom's food. <laughs> Affection, care. Uh, he was in a safe environment. What kind of memories are we building in our homes? We have only one shot, okay? There's one childhood and teenagers, and then that's, it's gone. I have one opportunity to build memories and good experiences. When they look to your home, the lounge, they see the parents just in their phones, because this is not only an issue for the kids, it's the parents as well. Or they see you busy all the time, giving all the attention and honor to your boss and company and your stuffs, but not building memories because this is just a wasting of time. What kind of memories, songs, or simple things? And the most beautiful memories, they are for free. It's just your time. It's just to not interrupt them while they are speaking to you, not complete the phrases because you are in a rush. It's just giving that moment. Another day, the, the twins, they were little. Barbara was around, I don't know, six or seven. And then, for those who doesn't know, I have three girls. Plus my wife is four. I'm just go home and stay in my corner. 
they give the orders, they do everything. Uh, I, just a decoration. I think they bought me on Revive uh, and take me home <laughs> something. Uh, that uh, that day I was running uh, home. I used to work traveling for many different towns. And that day I had that experience in the car. Car is the best place to pray. I don't know. I was praying, oh, I'll get home, I'll stay with God. I was listening. In those days we had CDs, okay? So I was listening CDs in the car, music. When I came home, the girls, okay, 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 hello. I went to the room because I was with something in my heart. God wants to spend time with you. And the girls came. And they came to my neck and they were laughing. And then I was, oh, they are disturbing me. Come on. <laughs> I'm so thankful sometimes because I had no time to pray. Understand me well. Because in that time, it was to spend time with them. Memories. Jokes, do you know these internal jokes, internal nicknames that you have in family? Oh, my baby, my orange, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Memories, there you got this. It's the first thing who came in the mind of this boy. Now, lessons from the youngest son, okay? I promise I'll be short today. Guys, uh, I don't have children. Someday we will. Oh, or maybe not, but you are son and daughter of someone. Youngest son, be careful to, no, to not take hasty decisions. Be careful because you want to do everything. Oh, I want to save money. I want to buy my car. I want to, yes, this is perfect, but be careful. Pray more. Ask for advices. Think twice. You don't need to hurry. You don't need to rush. And now, let me add something here. The wrong decisions, the mistakes, the hasty decisions, I believe the, the, the tragedy on this, the disaster on this is dissatisfaction. I don't know if it's only me, but sometimes I see this a moment or generation of dissatisfied people. They complain about everything. Dissatisfaction with school, with friends, are not satisfied with church, with God. Ah, so boring that church, so boring that friends. Complaining about everything. This boy here, he was in the, in the father's house. He had everything, but he wasn't happy. Sometimes it's impossible to keep people happy because they are never happy with nothing. Complaining in the chronic bad mood all the time. I keep seeing this all the time. And this leads them to hasty decisions. Ah, I want a different life. I want this. I want that. It's not because they have dreams and goals. It's because sometimes they are not happy. They are not happy with themselves. That's why the house of the father is never good, never good enough dissatisfaction like that brother that deacon elder Mick Jagger he said <laughs> I can get no <laughs> satisfaction oh come on but I have Netflix PS4 Amazon Prime <laughs> eh, but I don't know my life is not but okay I do understand we have lots of father's wounds in these days we have all of this but the most part of the families, they're normal. 
They have fights, but it's nothing, something major. Something. You have love. You have people who cares about you. And dissatisfaction is like a black hole in the soul. You need to stop complaining. You need to love Jesus. You need to grow. The Father's house is the best place to be. Second lesson from the youngest son. Be careful to not do the right thing at the wrong time. It's, it's attached with hasty decisions. To leave home is good, yeah, in the right time. You don't want a, a son or daughter 50 years old depending on you and your house. There is a time for everything. So be careful to not do oh some wrong relationship, some wrong friendship who is leading you in the wrong time of your life. I saw some kids just giving it up at their career or school or because they want to jump for the next level or next stage in the wrong time. One more lesson for the youngest. Don't wait to suffer to honor your parents. Today is Father's Day. It's family day. This guy here, verse 17 again, he was with the pigs and then he remember he remembered his father i think in this um i don't want to make here a gap or a fight uh, between generations not the point but i think in our days uh the youngest need to be more glad to to their parents more thankful i don't know guys uh i know if this week if you said something like, Dad, I care about you. I love you. Mom, thank you. Ah, we're joking. No, no, Mom, come here. It's important. Everything that you are doing for us here. I really appreciate. I really thank you. I would like to be a father like you. It's so difficult to listen this these days. Sometimes I see some teenagers or, 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 or boys complaining about stuff, but come on, just prepare coffee to your dad without he asking for in a nice mug, you know. This is for you. Simple. Thankful. Glad. Less selfish. I think this is very important to not wait for the suffering to start to honor the family. Come on, it's family dinner, it's a lunch time, and the parents need to keep insisting. Come on, come to the table and they sit on the table there. Uh, put some smile in your face and stay on the phone. Come on, guys, what's happening? Don't wait to suffer. Don't wait for the life teaching you. You can honor your parents. You can honor your family. You can be a different guy with a different attitude. You can change the environment in your house. One more lesson. Don't hesitate to come back if you realize you made a mistake. It's not bad to say sorry, to ask for forgiveness. If I was wrong, you know, I, I wrote this here because oh, it's a beautiful sentence. It takes a big person to admit a mistake. Maybe today, Father's Day, is a good moment to you uh, acknowledge your mistakes and tell about them. And the lunchtime today, 
why not to give your hand and say, guys, I'm sorry. And for parents as well. This door of grace and reconciliation, it's family. This is the gospel. This is the message of Jesus. Maybe you don't have your parents with you here, or brothers and sisters, but you can pray for them. You can be part of something. This, this very morning here, we can pray for this. And you can have some different attitudes. Now, the last lesson from the oldest son. Oh, the oldest son. I could talk a lot about this guy. I have been this guy for a long time in my life. But just one lesson that I want to share with you. And this is for parenting or for parents, for kids, for all of those who are not parents. Oh, if you lost your parents already, this is for everybody. The father is him. The lesson is stop feeling like an employee or a slave because you are son and daughter. In that last conversation at the end of the chapter, oh, Father, come on, I have been working for you all this time. You never gave me nothing. His vision is like an employee. or The word here in my version, this Bible, is slaving. I have been slaving for you. You never gave me nothing. And the father corrects his vision, say, everything that I have, it is yours. It is yours. I don't know, many of us maybe have some bad memories about family or affection or love. Some of us doesn't know how to give love because we haven't received love. I don't know. But there is a father. He is love. And you, your, actually your identity is not in the things that you do. It's who you are for him. It's not because your behavior is nice and you read the Bible. And this week, oh, I had, I had no sin this week. I'm ready for the Holy Super. I'm head for the communion. Because this week I was perfect. Is who you are. Jesus, before all the miracles and preaching and teaching, before everything, when he got baptized, the first time he went from the he went out from the waters, the first sentence who came from heaven from heaven was, This is my son. You are not son or daughter because you come to the garden church because you are faithful because you're offering for the church because you're trying to please God sometimes God is so demanding but you're trying hard you already are son and daughter and everything that father has is yours love is yours forgiveness is yours grace is yours a new future a new hope a new beginning it's already yours Let's stand. Let's pray. I want to ask you for something different now. Barbara and Clara, could you come here, please? I want to ask you guys, if you have someone from your family around, I know the kids are in the back, but could you go for this person and pray? And if you don't have someone from your family here, that's fine. You can pray for this person. Come on. Let's pray for our families. Let's have our time with our families. Look for someone from your family, wives, husband, kids, nephews, cousins, uncles, auntie, uh, everybody. And if you have no one with you here, is the moment that you can pray for this person. 
Let's close our eyes. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this moment. Um, when you talk about father, mother, kids, family, we have, we have many memories. Good and bad feelings, good and bad, bad memories, emotions. But in this moment, we want to come to your presence with our families. And we prophesy in Jesus' name, in our homes, places of love, the restoration of tolerance, flexibility, forgiveness in our homes. We want to see the cross of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus in our families. We want to speak blessing over our kids and marriages. We are not giving up to pray for them. We want to see the next generation full of the Holy Spirit. We want to see around the table families who love one another, who loves one another. We want to see forgiveness and reconciliation in our homes. We prophesy salvation over our relatives and those who doesn't know you. We want to see salvation and restoration. In Jesus' name we pray for our families. We thank you for our wives and husbands and kids. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this morning. We love you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If you have this person with you, why not? You don't look for this person. Say, I love you. I know. I know I'm annoying sometimes, but I love you girls. I know I'm a difficult guy, <laughs> but I love you. You can express your love and your care and your affection. And if your uh, relative is not here today, just send a message. Send a WhatsApp. You'll be a surprise for this person. Oh, I was here this morning and I just want to say I love you for free, for nothing. You are important for me. Do this today. Amen. God bless you guys.